Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Origins podcast with your hosts Tim and Rob. Um, back with another another podcast. We've got a few questions we want to talk about um, today, but just kind of before we get into that, just we'll go through the the usual weekly update where we've both been at. Um, I mean, it's the same same old every single week, pretty much. But Tim, why don't you take it away and, and give us an update on how things have been going? Uh, hi guys. Uh, yeah, everything's been going well. Um, down to about two thirty pounds, and we're just holding that, holding that for a little while. Um, a little bit of a split change down to pretty much four days a week now. I don't know if I spoke about that last week. I know I said about changing gyms. Um, down to pretty much four days a week now for a while. Um, three days a week at Metro and then on a Friday and every week I'm going to Ultraflex in Normanton um, which is about 40, 45 minutes away on the M62 first time I went last week um, I'm training with my client Ivor there every week because he's in he's in prep he's like 30 odd weeks out of uh, heart of England junior bodybuilding but it'll be good to to train with him every week and see him every week um, but I was really, really impressed with the gym. Really, really impressed. Doing up, up on a up on a Friday, and they've got the uh, the incline Nautilus Nitro press, which is just sensational. Obviously, I use the flat press on the push day, and then they've got you know they've got Nautilus pull down as well, um, which is just so good. I haven't done it in ages. I forgot how good that how good that machine is. The drop off in the shore is just just beautiful mm-hmm. um, so I was really impressed with the gym to be fair but apart from that not, not, nothing else has, has really changed what about you? well I was just going to ask what is the new split that you changed it to to four days? Oh, um, push and arms and then like posterior off legs but it's like quads only one ham and then upper there's no, I've, I've been running a five day split where you cut out then. I said a little bit more whole body being ticked off. Um, yeah. Focus towards hams now. Um, what about you? Do you say you've changed? You've gone back to five days, you say? Well, I've been running five days, but like that's been my split. But every single week for the last four weeks, I've taken an extra rest day because I've just felt beat up. Yeah. I don't think I can do five days a week consistently. I did it. Yeah. I did it for two weeks, and every single week since, I've taken an extra day off. Um, so I think I'm just going to adjust the split to suit that. Because look, as we trialed it during prep, didn't we? And we both, after I don't know how long it was, it, like that that Saturday session we had was just completely pointless by the end of it. We were so beat up. Um, and I thought, obviously, off season now, more food, better recovery capabilities. But I just uh, frankly, I'm more tired from. Huh? Do, you, do you have an arm day? It's pushing. Exactly. So even that, it still pushes, isn't it? I mean, what I might do now and again is if I, if I feel okay and I've got recovery capabilities, do so. I'll just do an arms on a Saturday and not and take it away from the end of the um, of the upper and just go in and just do literally do like a pump session as an arms because that's going to yeah. be fine. If that yeah. week I feel fresh and good sleep that week. But when it's pushing arms as well and you're going in and you're pressing as well, the... the the fatigue you accumulate is still huge, isn't it? It's not really, it's not really an active rest day at that point. No, well, I had it today, and I was driving back from from the gym like yawning. I was so tired, just just from doing. I mean, I did the 
people may have seen from my story today, but I did the flat hammer strength press, which I haven't done in ages. Yeah. And everyone in the gym has been raving about it, saying how good it was. So I was like, I'll give it another go. And it's just not, it's just not good. Um, it's not, I agree. I've seen other, I mean, there's been other people we know rave about it and use it consistently. I've, I've never gotten with it personally. I've but it's like, it. it's like a slight, the, the bench is a slight incline. But the like the the path of motion of the I guess it's like the arm it's just it's not it doesn't feel natural at all because you almost, almost have to yeah really yeah I feel like I have to go like really far down so you know if you're pressing like a bar or a smith yeah. but come down here I feel like move really far and then push it away from me almost because it kind of like yeah. looks back up it's not um it's not ideal so I'm just gonna. Fight do a reverse band flat smith or something instead because it's but you're enjoying the gym in the, in the new gym yeah it's yeah. um it's a good vibe in there the they've got like these massive speakers up so you have um like a typical warehouse where they have like the you know the bit where it's got the roof and stuff on the top of that is these huge speakers so when they turn that up and put some good music on it's it's a good vibe in there and it's never too busy either which is good. Yeah, similar, similar to mine, it's never it's never busy. Um, which is which is what you want. It's a good it's a good the people the people who train there, I'm not gonna lie, aren't you know unbelievable trainers, but um it's still a good crack in there. And as I said, the music's loud and it's never it's got that balance of being where you get on the kit you want, but there's still a, a decent little buzz in there. Yeah. Sorry. So yeah, I'm happy with it. Sounds, uh, sounds like the right move for you, moving from gym joint then. Yeah, I think so. I think longer term, it's, it's not because there, there are a lot of limitations to it. But um, me and Leah are looking to move pretty, pretty soon. So if we can find a gym that's like nearby to where we move to, like well, I'll just do that instead. Um, because I, I have the option of, uh, you know, physique gym, Hemel Hempstead. Yeah. So that's like 45 minutes from where I am now. But depending on where I move, that could easily become like 30, 25. Which is easy. Bro. Just do one session a week at, at physique. And at, like, I mean, like, it's, it's, I find it better because I was trekking like 45 minutes a day to York. Now I just check 15. But then on a Friday, I look forward to my, my day out at Normanton, yeah, where I, I used to build a kit and I spend longer there. Um, train with someone as well. You could do that every Friday for an upper session and tick off. And, and basically, I just use it to, to use the kit that I haven't got during the week as well. So I spend a lot of time on like the, on like the prime cable stack. Um, an incline press, a pull down, etc. that I don't really have the novelty of using during the week. Yeah, I guess so. Is they, it is kitted out there. It's got everything. Yeah. What, you like, huh? Pay day pass once a week. Yeah, I think we said this last week though. It's, it works out with just paying another gym membership. Yeah, I guess. How much is a day pass? It, well, I don't know, but I assume it'll be a minimum tenner. Yeah, I think, I think it's six. I think I'm paying six. Exactly. I do the classic minimum £10 card spend though, so I'm just trying <laughs> to get cash out. But yeah, so um, enough of that like little ramble there. We've um, put some questions out on on the Instagram. We've had a few responses. Um, some like longer topics than others. I think we're going to save 
like for example you've had a question on sleep and i think that's something that we can say for an actual podcast and like actually dig it deep into that um in the future we'll yeah we'll do it next week then um podcast dedicated to sleep and, and delve into it yeah so um I'll, I'll kick it off we have a question from mr sparksy alex um worst kit you've ever used watson <laughs> any knockoff <laughs> watson uh worst kit You're talking, you're talking specific machine here. Right, what? So um, my worst ever machine that I've been on. Oh. That's, that's hard, you know. I tell you what, Ro. I think like a techno gym seated ham where the pads on your shin. And oh, yeah. One of them where it's literally like a leg breaker. The sheer force on the knee, like, ripping it apart. Yeah, that's got to be up there. Yeah. I mean, talking, like, gym brands that are supposed to be good, I I would put the Hammer Strength Incline Press in there. What, as overrated? Yeah, as in, like, a really poor piece of kit. As in the seated one? The seated one, yeah, the Incline Press. The one that we used to do all the time, which I think has contributed to my shoulder issues. <laughs> tell you what else as well that overrated the prime pressing the prime presses especially the flat one that's what I've I'm using them. I think they're horrible I think they're horrible but I don't go on them at all yeah um, but yeah I, definitely uh, I've got one the, the Watson leg press so it's not bad because it's a bad piece of kit but the pins to load it are so high that when you are putting the plates on and off, it's literally like a, like a cardio session. You use it, didn't you? Putting like 13 yeah. plates aside on there is fucking horrible. And then the, the Watson one that's got the two foot plates, that's just massive. Oh, yeah, that's horrible. Massive seat as well. It's like, the seat is like huge. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, they're not great. Um, and then any Matrix kit that you find in a pure gym, probably. Matrix yeah. hack. I think the Matrix hack is the worst hack that's ever been built. I've never used it. Is it horrible? It, I, well, I couldn't use it. I did one rep on it without any load, and the foot plate's not big enough. So at the bottom, like the heels come up, the knees are like massively forward. And it's just impossible to use. It's not even like cables and pure. Like you're talking them, and there's like friction, like the the resistance of the cable. Like there's like no eccentric force because it's like friction taking over just like it's really weird to be on it just it's just garbage kit yeah that's 12 quid a month so what do you expect i feel like like you know it's on the app it tells you how many people are in the gym and i think that's a really good feature yeah 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 i think that's like a good feature did you know i've not been to a pure gym since like first year of uni so, yeah, so if you log on and put in the uh, which one you're going to, it'll tell you how many people are in that gym at that amount of time. So yeah, that's actually, it's quite a good feature, that. Yeah. Um, um, good question, that, from, from Project Sparks. I feel like there's, there's definitely ones that we've missed out there. On the same topic, what about, like, best pieces? 
Honestly, I'm in love with Nautilus presses at the minute. The Nautilus pull down and the Nautilus presses. It's the first time I've been on the incline one. And yes, it's light, but Jesus Christ, it's so nice. I saw Cuba on the um, Nautilus plate loaded pressing. Yeah. And he put like how humbled he was comparative to the gym shop version. And I know I've been seeing people on that gym shop version. Gym shop? Yeah, in Rotherham. And I've, I've been swearing, saying from day one when I was on it at shreds, like this is so much harder than the gym shop one. Yeah. Um, but I think Nautilus press and pull down. Cybex row, bro. I miss it so much. I was praying Normanton had a Cybex row and it doesn't. Like, it's just go. There's a, I've only ever been to three gyms that have the Cybex row, the, the goat version, which is ultimate Rotherham yeah, and gym joint. Yeah. Ooh. Shreds. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Fair play ultimate having that. It's a, it is the. Is the goat. Is the one ultimate's great apart from everyone drops it, so it's always broken. It's slam central on it, isn't it? Jermaine Sullivan doing most of it. <laughs> <laughs> Who looks good from the rear, by the way, at the minute. He does. I don't know if he'll if he'll be watching this, but he does look very good. I'm excited to see where he ends up. Um any other fantastic piece of kit? Oh, bro, we've got the, um, I, know, I swear you love this, the Nautilus single arm preacher. You love that, don't you? Overhead one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, yeah, the, that's the best curl machine I've ever used. Yeah, I've never that. experienced like a pain like it in my biceps. Yeah, it is really good. Yeah. Really good. Um, yeah, I mean, any, anything Nautilus. Cybex hack for me. I know you, you can't hack, but Cybex hack. I mean, the Cybex pivot press bro is sensational. I've got it later on today. I can't wait. It's beautiful. And you've never seen me have a range of motion like that in a leg press. Yeah, I saw, I saw that actually. I was like, fucking hell, how has he gone that low? Yeah, yeah, it's unbelievable, bro. It's that built for me. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah, literally my hands touch my calves on every rep. It, it's it's beautiful with the amount of like, um, ankle flexion that I'm getting. It's absolutely fine. It's uh, I, n- I never knew you to have that like level of range of motion on a leg press ever. No, no. So um, knees. We'll uh, no no knee pain here. We'll run that up later on. Um, shall I shall I grab a question off mine? Go for it. I've let them. I've let the. Uh, let it go off. Fucking no. Oh, favorite gym wear. I remember that one. Um, yeah. Not gasp. Anything that's not gasp. Or chosen few. <laughs> oh, yeah. to, to be fair, some of the chosen few stuff's quite good. I saw actually today, uh, it came up as like a sponsored ad. You know, the represent owners club design. Yeah. It's, it's literally that on the back. Oh, and then, and then a, a little chosen few on the front. It's exactly the same. It's the same colours as well. Um, I just wear Nike now. Yeah, most of the time. I wear some rep stuff. I bought, uh, there's this shop called About Blank. It's really cool. Mm. Uh, and I've been wearing my About Blank tee. I mean, it's spenny, but it's they are nice and oversized in the gym. Is that like um, the, the thick looking one that you've got? It was like purple colour. Yeah, yeah. I saw that. I was wondering where that was from. Ah, um, uh, yeah, Nike. 
and then the go next joggers. Hughes just gone and got some as well. Yeah, you, you reply to my story like, where where are these from? I've seen everyone wearing them. <laughs> yeah. Setting the trend, the loungewear joggers. Um, got them on now, actually. So have I. And then the Jordans, Jordans are dunked, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, when to increase carbs in the off season? As well, shout out the man. Gurinder. Oh, big Gurinder. How's he doing at the minute? I haven't seen much of. Well, yeah, he's left. Oh, sure. Oh, is he? Left um, because he's he's got a house. He's just gonna got a house with his brother. So at the minute, he's taking a little bit of time off. So I presume he's um, coached himself a bit and uh, wants to know when to increase carbs in the off season. Firstly, I'd say make sure digestion's on point. There's no point increasing food if it's just going to come out the other end and you just you just adding food for the sake of it. Um, and then we're going to be looking at kind of like stagnance in. Also, make sure composition allows an increase in food as well. You know, there's a there's a point of diminishing returns of composition in an off season, and then we're just probably going to look for for stagnations in progression in scale weight. Um, and progression in the gym. I think it's as simple as that. Is if either of those two things stalling. Uh, are stalling, then look to increase food. I think uh, in terms of how much, did, did he say a number there? No, he didn't. Um, I think normally like a, a, a fair increase in food is about like 20, 20 25 grams of carbs. Um, did, would you ever ask, like increase fats? Uh, I typically will increase carbohydrates to an extent and then I bump up fats a little and then I'll go with carbs again. I mean, carbs, we want to be increasing carbs the most because they're our primary energy source. But for the ease of getting food in, I'll increase some fats as well. Because, you know, once we've got carbs to a silly number, it's very hard to to keep fats down. Yeah. Um, and then on a rest day, I'll bump up some, some fats as well when we're making when we're making changes. Um, primarily through carbs. What about you? Oh, the same. I just I thought that maybe if he's asking that question, he might want to know about fats as well. Um, I think it, it, it really is as simple as if if there's something stagnating or stalling, whether it be body weight or gym performance. Um, and I think not just like a few days of stalling either. Um, like you, you know, you know, you know, freezing like fucking. Am I? Hold on, could be me. It's just come up with it's just come up on my screen saying your connection's unstable. So it is you, then could be me. You could be sweet and it could just be me. Well, I, I like him. You, you uh, I think you froze whilst I was talking. I think we're sweet now, anyway. I think we sound okay. Yeah, anyway, that's so, yeah, basically, if. Digestion's fine, composition's fine. Once we see some kind of stall in body weight climbing or in progression in the gym, it might be time to bump up food, um, primarily through carbohydrates in the off season. If they're super high, bump up some fats. Um, or even as well, I think it's important to remember you need to be bumping up protein at some points because when carbohydrates rise, you're going to get a crazy amount of trace protein and then your total protein goal for the day is going to be coming from a lot of trace as opposed to direct protein sources. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I hope you're well, bro, as well. 
Um, first ever show experience, physical, mental, social challenges. Still pretty raw for you, so I'll let you take it away for a bit. Pretty fresh, yeah. I mean, it, it's just... Um, I was speaking to someone about this in the gym the other day. In terms of, like, being on stage, like, neither of us are really the sort of people to go on stage for anything, really. I'd say probably more so I am. Um, I'd say my biggest fear about our aeroplanes is um, public speaking. I know it's not the same, but, you know, standing in front of a crowd and public speaking is, like, my worst nightmare. So to stand on the stage still is pretty similar. Like, it's not, it's not me at all. Yeah, well, when... Um, when me and Leah went to Greece a couple of years ago, they would have like a, every night there'd be entertainment and it'd be like the sort of entertainment where they get the people right. up to start dancing and doing like just like hotel entertainment stuff. And I would like force Leah to sit as far back from the stage as possible. Like my, my palms would be sweating. I'd be terrified if they would point at me and pull me yeah. to go, you can't be that guy that's like, no, and no, no. stay in the seat. Um, so bit being on stage is like terrifying for me, but surprisingly when it came to bodybuilding, shock, the thing that I've been practicing every single day for months on end, I was fine. And it was it was something that I just I actually enjoyed it. Um, yeah, I didn't even at the time I, I completely forgot the crowd was even there. Yeah. You know what I mean? I just was on stage loving it. You forget it's there, don't you? You forget it's there, you can't see anything because of the light. No, I think you nailed it in terms of you've done this every fucking day. You've done it probably three times a day posing. You've worked for this daily, 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 daily. What's going to be different, really? If you nail it and you practice, you're going to go up there confident. I think if, if, you, if you're confident in yourself of the work you put in from a from perspective of training, actually doing to prep and then posing, then what have you got to, what have you got to worry about on stage? I also, I didn't think about that side of it. All I was thinking about was the actual competing and being there to win and yeah. being composed on stage. Like that's, that's part of the game is to, is to not shit your pants and start shaking and sweating on stage because you're so nervous. Um, yeah. That's what's what you shit your pants about if you've nailed it. You yeah. know what I mean? Like you, you, you're in that position there and it's like, shit, everything's on. This is the best I could possibly look. I've not cheated once. I've not done anything. Mm -hmm. You know, there's nothing to worry about. I think it's the people that have, uh, you know, binged or gone out or done this or that, and then they're afterwards they're like, "Fuck me, if I didn't do that. If I didn't do this, then they start worrying." You know? Yeah. What what, um, what do you say in the question? Was it social, physical, mental, social challenges? I think social is the biggest. Is you're basically an alien to the world. You are you are from another planet for for six months. You know. You are not. You are not a normal human being. You're. You're literally voluntarily starving yourself to go up on a stage. So you can't do any social event. You can, but obviously you can't eat out. You can't drink, and obviously that's the majority of social events in this country are. You know, surrounded by those things. Um, and then, I mean, you are a bit of an outcast. Aren't you? you got to do steps, cardio training. Everything's just. You can't miss a beat. Yeah. So I guess you definitely do feel alienated from the rest of the world. Yeah, like from a social standpoint, there really is no social aspect to your life. No. And if, if there is, it's like it's managed and you don't stay out too late because of getting to bed early enough, getting enough sleep. 
even if it's like taking meals with you to wherever you're going to hit your meals on time um it's not a normal mindset to be in it's not a normal kind of like social environment to be in you, you can what's that prioritize coffee dates as, as your social interaction with other humans just black coffees literally or like so i was looking back and thinking like how could i have done prep differently or, or made it a little bit easier and i think you can maybe there's an argument where doing more social things is going to help more in terms of like dealing with um i don't know like the the lack of dopamine and stuff that comes with with um like there's nothing to stimulate you really in terms of getting a dopamine release other than food a few times a day but even then it's so minimal um or like excessive caffeine intake so going out and doing things that you enjoy that aren't food related i think will help a lot or even if it's like going out and doing things that involve walking like you're getting your activity in at the same time um I think, yeah, something that helped me massively was getting steps in subconsciously without actually thinking these are steps as i say go to a city or you know go to a city or shopping center and just go with family or go with your, your other half or whatever and walk about and then, you know, a coffee shop and have a black coffee and get accumulate eight, 10,000 steps doing something where your mind's elsewhere as opposed to thinking, for, I'm dragging my legs around the village for the 50th time in the last three weeks. Mm-hmm. It's going to take a lot of stress and you're going to get some enjoyment out of it as well. Well, that's exactly what I didn't do. Like, I, I don't think I, I, I did a day like that where I was out and about, really. And you, you end up, like you said, dragging your feet, doing the same route every single day because you haven't got like the brain power to take you somewhere else. It's um, the route, it's the route. That's the thing. It's the same fucking route. Yeah. Over and over, especially towards the depth of it when you are dragging your feet and you're just like, you know, at this point, you've got this long left and then three weeks later, this long left's taking longer because you're moving slower and then it just becomes slower and slower. And then but when you want weighted vest involved. You are, and then you got, yeah, I didn't have the best thing for it, yeah. But I think you've also got to remember, like, it might not be doable because if this person's got a full-time job as well, mm. then you've got to fit in cardio steps, meals, training, and a good night's sleep. It, it's going to become a very monotonous, robotic life for a, for a period of time. Yeah. Uh, the weekends might be a friend there. I mean, we're not selling it, but it's it's the reality, isn't it? It's yeah. voluntary starvation and you're in the gutter for, for months. I mean, it's rewarding. It's the most rewarding thing from perspective of how you look on stage, but also like rewarding in terms of how like proud you are of yourself. Mm. But yeah, it's it's grueling. But yeah, that's, that kind of touched on the physical side of it there. It, yeah. it, is, it is as hard as everyone makes out it is if not harder at times. Um, I think first time harder because you you think, oh, I expect this, but then it's, it's worse than what you expect, isn't it? Let's be honest, it is like, yeah. you, you prepare yourself for the worst, but then you don't, you've not, you've not experienced this feeling of starvation and tiredness before that. Yeah. I, I think um, mentally, I think we're, we're maybe that we're different to a lot of people in that like we actually, thoroughly enjoy the process of it and we just we love we loved prepping we love competing we love doing the day in and day out of that but i think for other people that maybe don't have the same level of passion for it mentally it can be really taxing and really take a toll um 
I'm not speaking from experience, but you know, like just that that level of physical fatigue and, and how hard you're pushing yourself is it, not it's not optimal. And and coming off the back of it, trying to re reestablish a normal as well when you've not been normal for so long mentally is really hard to do. We've we've done a, a podcast before about like post show and the food side of it, but the mental side of it is just as hard. It is, yeah. Just coming back to normality, yeah, it, it definitely is. Um, thankfully, yeah, as you said, with us, it's normality is not quite as extreme, but we can jump straight back into that off-season live where someone that potentially is, you know, doing a show just for the first time just wants to do it as like a, you know, like an achievement kind of thing, and isn't 100% set on bodybuilding. No, it, it is going to be tough, and that mental side is, is going to be harder for you as well. Uh, particularly saying no to things, I think, you know, because it, it's different, you know, from a diet where you can get away with this, you can track this, you can track that, you can squeeze this in. Um, so yeah, it's it's from a mental, physical, social side of things, it's really, really tough, but it's also so rewarding as well. So it's worth it. I think maybe as well that we might have a different perspective on it than someone that's competed for like 10 years. Yeah. Maybe you've done it once and it yeah. could be very different after consecutive years of, of, of being put through the same process um that we may be like you said not selling it right it may it, it probably does get easier over time not easier but you get used to the feeling yeah i think it's just a case of adapting and getting used to it and, and kind of finding as you do in just training you find things that suit you over time you adapt and you find things that work better for you i think you know next time you prep you'll do things slightly differently i think last prep this was really difficult. How can I make this easier? How can I do this? Um, so that's definitely the case. Um, but yeah, I just don't like people who sell it short and say it's easy. It's definitely not easy. It's one of the hardest things in the world to do. Yeah. You also always remember it's voluntary. You're, you're, you're making yourself do this. You know, you are choosing. You are choosing to do this. Yeah. So don't moan that much. What would you do differently? <sighs> Take your foot off the gas. Jesus Christ. Just calm down a bit. Calm down a bit and not chase mad, mad condition for the for the amount of muscle that I had. Well, it will be different next time so I can get away with it. But definitely take my foot off the gas a little bit. Um, what would I do differently? Oh, prioritise recovery and, and the amount of work that I did. Um, I didn't really adapt my volume too much i was still going in and nailing myself on legs towards the end of prep you know a week out two weeks out same volume as it was at the, at the beginning um i didn't think i rested enough because i had that mentality you know even that like that george osborne mentality that it was just more is better more is better um so yeah i think i just i just burnt myself into the ground massively so i think it'd be a case of recovery management for fatigue management really and uh take my foot off the gas a bit yeah. Uh, so I'll go on to another question then. Unless there's anything else you want to add on to that. No, 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 I was just thinking what else I'd do differently, but no, I don't think so. No. Okay, cool. Um <laughs> don't come last. No. Steady. <laughs> uh yeah, next one then, brother. Um this question's from Ross, Ross MCL, one of your clients, I believe. Yeah, he's a, he's, a, he's a Selic fan as well. Uh, we've seen him, well, I was, we were meant to see each other at the weekend. I think it'll be next time I go to Glasgow and train together. 
Can't be that top. often you find another Celtic fan. You are. Can't be that often you find another one. Um, thoughts on decline pressing for chess development? Um, yeah, good for for the for the coastal region. Personally, I prefer uh, the only real kind of lower chess work I'll do is the is a is a cuffed coastal fly. Um, you know, I'm not. Off, I'm not a huge fan of a decline bench or anything like that, but I definitely think you know the, the lower pec region definitely needs some work as much as other regions of the pec. I think um, if you can get the right machine in terms of decline press, then it's then it, it's more suitable. But let's take a decline bench for example. Like we when we're looking at a machine or an exercise, we want to kind of prioritize stability as much as possible with a decline bench and your legs are up in the air, where is the stability coming from? <laughs> yeah, <I forgot> <laughs> um, and like, obviously the, the issues are coming with the bench press anyway, the fact that it's a barbell. Um, yeah. But we do, like like you said, we do like um, a decline or costal fly to, to bias those, those fibres of the pec. I don't I, think the decline press is that bad. I think that's, I think that's, that's what I was thinking of when I said about the machine because that, that one is quite good. Um, I think I think prioritize. I think we typically prioritize the upper chest region, that upper shelf, that that top line more, because majority of males will have an underdeveloped upper chest comparative to a lower chest. So it's not like we're going to be doing as much decline work, but I definitely think tick it off across the week. But my preference would be uh, like a yeah a cuff costal fly. Um, Oh, the Amersham decline press is, is nice, to be fair. I'm trying to think of other ones that there are. Uh, I, I wouldn't be... Is there even machines that you lay down? Well, there's the Atlantis one, but that's got your feet are up in the air. That's what I mean. I thought that. Uh, I don't know. Hanging back down like against gravity with my feet up in the air. Blood's rushing to your head. At 50 Cent on the Super Bowl show. Have you seen it? I've not seen it, no. Like Actually, I've seen, I've seen a photo of him hanging upside down. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, so, yeah, definitely um, needs Neff definitely needs um, some work across the week. Um, and I think I think you've got a cuffed costal flying, Ross. So I think, I think we're sorted. I think we're, we're, we're ticking that off nicely. Um, but I wouldn't do a decline bench. But then again, everyone with a big chest, benching, right? Uh, anything else you want to add to that? Nah, no, nah, we covered that. And a last one I've just got basically uh, why don't we or more people do behind the head work? So behind the head, lap pull downs, behind the head, shoulder pressing. Because it's horrible. It's a terrible it idea. Yeah, it's, it's a terrible idea. But firstly, with a behind the head lap pull down, you're making an already suboptimal lat exercise even worse. Like we don't even do regular lat pull downs for a lot for, for our lats, do we? Like 90% of people in the gym doing a lat pull down, they're training the upper back. So why would I then put it behind my head? Um, it's just a horrible, horrible um, way to get injured, in my opinion, for, for yeah. suboptimal exercises. It makes no sense. If you if you look at the like the natural pain of motion for your shoulder, I'll do this for like YouTube people. Like your shoulder and your scapula, it's 
being like massively externally rotated like this is not a natural position for your shoulder to be in. Like it's naturally sat more or less like a 45 degree angle. Like if you see, if you see us doing like lateral raises and stuff, pretty rarely we're going to be like completely out to the side. It's going to be slightly in front of us. So that's why we do like a high incline press as opposed to like a vertical, because it's, it's a healthier position for the shoulders to be in. So when we're taking that, but it's a more extreme being behind the neck, especially if you've got like a, a bar where it's literally pulling everything back behind you. I can't imagine a more painful exercise. Um, fair play yeah. to people that even have the mobility to get into that position in the first yeah. place. And I think there's that myth that it ticks up all three heads of the delts now and stuff, just... Just because it's behind you, so that has some link to the rear delt. I know, I know, in a vertical plane. Um, just tick off each portion of the delt by itself and, and you know, get your anterior work from, as we said, a high incline press um, or even some kind of uh, front raise variation or something. If, if you've got such lagging um, anterior delts, you know, a cuffed front raise, I, I think you're quite nice to be fair. I've been programming with, with a couple of people recently, but um, you'll get you'll tick off most of your anterior work with a press and then behind the head lap, pull down again. If you want to train your lats, do some single arm. Um, pull downs or rows. Well, again, if you, you, yeah, if you look at the anatomy of the lat, when it's fully lengthened, it's in shoulder flexion in front of you. It's not going to be behind you up overhead like this. It no. contributes to shoulder extension. So, what's, what's going on here? It is, yeah. it, they are neuroscience myths. It's just that old school training myth that's just nonsense that we need to knock knock out the park and, and get rid of it. But thankfully I have seen less, less people. No, the, the, the best is when, take it to the next level, they'll sit backwards on the lap pull down. So the legs aren't tucked in and then they'll pull it behind the head. You know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they're like being pulled up as well and they're pulling the, the behind the head. Um, I think that's one of the worst trends in like the entire industry. I know we kind of slate people a lot on here, but it's the taking a machine and either changing the, the way you use it, so like, a, for example, a shoulder press, but just facing into the pad and doing the same thing, or using it to target a different muscle. Shit, like they're going on a calf raise and doing a shoulder press. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, like that, I'm like, you know, belt squat calf raise, instead of just going on a, instead of just going on a calf raise. Mental, mental. It's, yeah, just fat, you know, going on a, um, like using the, the, Going on an assisted dip machine, but using the seat for the dips. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think the worst, though, is I am um, people that close grip bench like that. I think that's yeah. one of the worst yeah. ever. I'm trying to think what else. Going on onto a press and shrugging it. Standing on the shoulder. Standing like with yeah. really wide stance because you have to stand over the bench and doing a shrug. Ah, well. Uh, best press is when you sit sideways on and then press. <laughs> <laughs> I remember I, I saw... saw um, <laughs> yeah, the, the isometric at the top, just holding it. Yeah. <laughs> I remember I, I saw... Um, I watched Guzman do the single arm back in the day. And I was like, oh, that, that looks sick. I was like, oh, I'm going to do that. I was like, gutted. My, my gym didn't have a machine that let me do it. I was like, oh, I really want to try that single arm chest press. 
Oh, uh, it's funny. Isn't it? There is some mad shit out there. People are still doing it. I just say, you look at Guzman, who's how influential, how many years he's been training, he still does this mad, mad crap. Yeah. I um, One of my clients said to me today, actually, so uh, he said he's got one of his like female mates has come into the gym to start training. And he said that she was doing hip thrusts. Um, he said it was a set of 15 reps. And the PT came over and told her that because she's a girl, she needs to stop training heavy um, and reduce the weight and do higher reps. But bear in mind, this guy is a paid professional to he gets paid to, to educate, train people. Secondly, I, I've never known a world where 15 reps constitutes heavy. I had a, I got a, I had a client who we have hip extensions in. Um, 45 degree hip extensions and the hip the, the hip extension was used up so she asked the PT in the gym and he put on an exercise ball and yeah. then they do crunches crunches yeah because he thought that was the same exercise just reverse oh my god so he had a torso coming up on this exercise ball crunching because he thought if you like rotate her 270 degrees or whatever she's practically doing the same thing do you see what I mean yeah it's <laughs> It's absolutely hard. professional, and it's like what? It's because to do a shitty course that is literally like year nine biology, and you get the ticket. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's some some mad stuff out there, and we don't, you know, we don't, we're not slating people. We're just trying to get rid of that. Yeah, get rid of the shit and, and be, yeah, get rid of the bullshit because we're not, we don't bullshit. Um, and we'll slate your person, um, like Jermaine Sullivan for slamming this as well. Um, but that's all my questions done up, bro. Yeah, me too. Like I said, we've got some longer topics which you can dig more into. The, yeah. the last few podcasts have been a bit like off, off the cuff a bit. Um, no real planning going into it, but we do like doing the, the longer form planned topics. Um, and we know that like you guys do as well so we will we will get back to that um yeah i mean anything else you want to add before we, we sign off no wrap it up wrap all right up. well thank you guys very much for listening as always um share this your stories get it get it up and out there um the podcast has been doing really well recently so thank you for for your support and um yeah we'll, we'll see you next week cheers guys cheers